It's the Damsel Dialogues. Hey everybody, welcome to the Damsel Dialogues. My name is Jessica and I'm here with my co-host Sarah. Hello there. And today we've got a very special bonus episode for you. We thought we would do a little bit of a check-in. If you are new to the party, welcome. We love you. We're so happy you're here. This is going to be a little a little different. We were planning to just take a break for 4th of July. So those of you listening to this at a different time period, that's when we intended this to air. And we just wanted to give you a little something because we miss you guys when you go away. So we assumed you missed us too. Oh, absolutely. So this little check-in is very different than our normal episodes. Normally we go through the production and the history and then Jess goes through the psychology and sometimes we trade just for fun. This one is really going to just be us checking in for some of our favorite thoughts, memories, moments of the movies we've covered thus far because at this point, they're starting to get jumbled in my brain. Yeah, me too. And a lot of the things keep coming up. And we're about halfway, I would say. We are. We are about halfway through our season. And so this is our bonus check-in mid-season episode. Hopefully you enjoy it. It's just a short little guy. And if you haven't been listening, you can still listen to hear what we've covered already in case there's a princess you are searching for. And um, we are just going to dive in. So Jess has her timer. I'm ready. So I will be announcing the princess, uh, what episode and when it was made. And then we are going to literally spend one minute on each princess. And I'm going to try to share the talking points because I like to talk. I think a little more than Jess does. I don't know if that's true. Okay, well, I'm pushier with my talking than you are. Okay, that that might be true. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> I, I edit the podcast half the time. I know. I know I'm pushy. I'm like, oh, gosh, she's still talking. Okay, here we go. So, are we ready? I'm ready. This is episode one, Snow White from 1938. Go. I love that this movie was the beginning of them all. You know, like, I like that it set the the tone for princess movies. Well, and it was a great one for us to start the podcast on as well, not just because it's the first chronologically, but because as the one doing the psych, there is so much to draw from. All the history of all the different versions and all of the things to talk about. Freudian, oh, all the Freudian analysis. Is this a car? Just a car? Let's I really just want to know the backstory of the queen. Like, all I want for someone to make is, like, the Maleficent of Snow White, like of the. Oh queen. yeah. Like I just want to know why is she so mean? Like what's her problem? And I want to know how she got there. Who told her that she had to be the fairest of them all, and yeah. that there was only room for one? I still love the anomalies of some of the logic, like the glass in his eyes. How did that not? Oh, the the diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're at a minute. Cinderella, episode two, 1950. Go. I will always love Gus Gus. And I loved making memes for this one because I could think of 35 reasons he had all of those corn under his chin. Like I could yeah. think of 35 memes to go with. Well, and again, and it's funny that we're leaning towards what we usually talk about, but I love the psych on this one because she is treated as though she's just a, your typical like, ah, oh, princess, but she is sassy pants. Yeah, she is. And she doesn't get the credit for it. And I'm glad we get to talk about that. And remember that crazy analysis I found of the oh. dad penis envy or whatever? <laughs> Jeez. Uh-huh. I'm uncomfortable. I like that this was one of the first ones where there's actual diagnoses that go with the word, like the sit, like there's a thing of like Cinderella oh, syndrome. Cinderella yeah. syndrome, and you're like, oh wait, now we're naming psychology after the princess. I know, I love it. Okay, time. Episode three, Tiger Lily from Peter Pan, 1953. Go. 
this one, I mean, I, I really enjoyed reading the fry bed book. I Me thought too. that was so fun. And I like still, I haven't gotten the materials to do anything fried in my tiny little kitchen, but I want to make fry bread because it sounds so delicious. Well, I'm really glad we got to do this one because we, I remember we were questioning because she's not actually a princess and it's actually a problem that Native Americans are called princess, like the stereotype of a Cherokee princess, but she doesn't get credit and we used its own racism against itself. Yeah. <laughs> Delve into her. Yeah. And the issues with Peter Pan and Tiger Lily and yeah. the tribe represented. Absolutely. And shout out to my friend Sean for bringing Fry Bread to our attention. I had talked to him about it and said, I, I want like a good kids book that also can really help us get into some real Native American history. And he absolutely recommended a great book. And we we follow him and um, the author of the book, Kevin, on our Instagram but yeah, I, that was like just so lovely to get to incorporate real Native American history and poke at the stuff that was wrong and still enjoy the movie and go, all right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it and let's not do this again. Nope. Uh, time's up. Okay, this one is episode four, Aurora slash Briar Rose, Sleeping Beauty, 1959. And go. I adore this movie, but I think one of the most interesting things that came out of it is that she doesn't speak through a lot of the movie. Other than Dumbo, who is a non-speaking elephant, she is the least speaking title character of a Disney cartoon. Which is so interesting, because I would never have thought that. I think of all of her songs and all of her... I forgot how much I loved the Stupid Kings. I know. I forgot how much I thoroughly enjoyed their just, like... Getting drunk. Drunken... Oh liar playing like the whole thing i was a, i forgot how much i loved it well and prince philip was the first one the first prince to have any sort of personality know, it's true and he was really funny and that was like yes. the grandfather of funny horses it's true was That's uh right. samson the grandfather of like maximus and khan yeah. from mulan and just all mm -hmm. the funny horses in disney history that's Time's true up. all right next we have Episode 5, Melisande, Flight of Dragons, 1983. Go. I'm so glad we covered this Me one. Too. Because when we first set out to do it, we're like, oh, there's no singing. There's and no it's singing, not what it's we normally weird. like. But I loved the like ferngly kind of vibe that it had. And I loved that it was just such a different audience type for both us and for just like moviegoers. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Well, and it net some really interesting conversations. Mm -hmm. And it that seems to be a pattern that the movies we walk into going like, oh, geez, like here we go. It, yeah end up being our best episodes because there's so much interesting stuff that we would hadn't discussed before or thought about. Right, and I loved when we t started talking about the Jungian Jung yeah. kind of like overlay of this like it's very Inception of like Absolutely. you know like he created a world and then he's in the world he created but he's in that world. Like, did like, the world create him or did yeah. he create the world? And I know. it's cool. It's a really cool idea and I love the idea of like good and evil and industrial versus natural and how everything has to be balanced. Like it just, yeah, it had a lot of really cool psychological statements coming out of it. Plus flight of dragons. Oh gosh. I mean, catchiest tune. Ever. All right. Time's up. Next we have episode six, Ilan Wee, the black cauldron, 1985. Go. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the movie was rough. Yeah. I will give, but the amount of people like talented artists, I mean, if we didn't have Black Cauldron, you guys, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have a lot. like any of that kind of stuff because he would have just stayed at Disney or gone and been a, a missionary as we'll talk, <laughs> maybe we'll touch on when we get to his first one. But you know, it's like, there were so many incredible Tim Burton. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Andres Deja, I mean, 
the people that came in because this film was such a cluster F <laughs> and then went on to just be the most incredible, like prolific yeah, animation like, people. Hearing the history of it actually got me somewhat teary eyed because yeah. it was such like a momentous coming together of people that mm-hmm. we know now to be so influential in the yeah. field that you would never know from that experience. Right. But well, and once you know who worked on it, it's really fun to go watch it again and go like, okay, that's gotta be a Tim Burton idea. Yeah. Like, oh, that's definitely Andreas Deja must have touched that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Time's up. We now have, I'm sure, one of Jess's favorite episodes. (laughs) Episode 7, Ariel Part 1 from The Little Mermaid, 1989. Go. I've never seen this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I love this movie, obviously, and I love doing this episode and, or both of these episodes, Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah, Episode 7 and 8. Yeah, a lot of the history stuff I grew up loving, but Sarah found stuff that even I didn't know, which is always amazing. This was the first one I got genuinely teary-eyed on. Yeah. Because of the treatment of Ashman toward the end. But, you know, I, I agree, like, even researching this one, there was a lot I didn't know, and I, I really liked doing the research on this, and then in comparison to Beauty and the Beast, like, it's really nice to see the development of people, you know, giving a crap about women yeah. in, you know, in little children's minds. <laughs> like, right. it was cool, because this was kind of the first one where they're like, nobody ever wants to see a movie about women for women, and then it just, like, swept the money. Right. And then they were like, oh, we should do more. Just kidding. Also, I loved going into the original story yeah. and seeing all of the similarities when mm-hmm. you showed us the original version. Yeah. All right, time's up. Our next one is episode nine, Camille, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland, 1989. Go. This is the one that Sarah had a hard time with. Guys, true <laughs> confession moment. I watched this movie. We recorded it. We had some audio issues. And... I literally had no memory. She didn't even remember what the movie was about. Like <laughs> I had to rewatch it. I was going through my notes going, did I even write this? I don't think we did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, which is so funny because to me, because I grew up with this one, and obviously it's not like my favorite movie of all time, but I definitely enjoy it, and the analysis of dreams was really fun for me yeah, to do. Yeah, I did Freudian like the analysis, analysis of dreams. dreams. Yeah. Um, or Jung versus Freud. But the fact that Sarah legitimately, like I could have told her like, hey, remember the part where there was a talking fish? And, and she I would have been, been like, like mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's yeah, a great um, part. Yeah, I remembered so little. It's like I never saw it. And I, I still, you guys, and this is what's so sad, is I had to review my notes. We had to record a second time fully through. I watched it again. And at this moment in time, I... Nothing. can barely tell you. It cracks me up. I think I learned more making the memes for this film than <laughs> I did watching it. <laughs> so funny. All right, time's up. Okay, this one. Oh, here we go. Episode 10, Irene from The Princess and the Goblin, 1990. Go. What a classic. Well, okay. I will say, this is an example of a random movie ending up as a great episode because we got into a lot of issues of believing people when things happened to them. We got into some great things on um, the power of like song and the power of your like intention and yeah, belief when something goes wrong. Right. And the idea of privilege and mm -hmm. how if you have no concept of what someone else goes through, you can't help them. Yeah. And so it ended up being a really interesting episode, even though the movie itself is, you know, you could take it or leave it. Well, I will, I will admit 
that that opening song is still catchy is as all get out. Very, very catchy. If I could find it on a like nice clean copy, I might make that like an alarm to wake me up to. Because it it's so happy it's and very jaunty. Uplifting. And it builds nice and slow. It's like the perfect alarm song. Well, and Irene's dad was such a great Oh my gosh, character. great character. And who knew? Like it started out as like rando generic king. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, time's up. So this one is episodes 11 and 12. It's Belle from Beauty and the Beast. 1991 and we did a two-parter for this guy go this is the first one that we marked down where i absolutely sobbed. yeah she just lost it I, like, on lost the air it. on air i just had to like <laughs> like power through yeah. it just like broke my heart just ashman and and also you guys this was like all the feels because angela lansbury which right listen to any episode you know my only goal is to find angela lansbury to reference murder she wrote oh absolutely or brooklyn 99 but mostly murder she wrote. yeah mostly murder she wrote um amongst every other film i've ever seen or, or heard of um but this yeah. was my favorite psych episode to do yeah. uh, because of the discussion of what we could diagnose mm-hmm. <laughs> each character with that game yeah. was so much fun for me and we discovered that Gaston actually does have narcissistic personality yes. disorder yeah and it's I love that we had an opportunity to kind of um normalize and destigmatize the discussion of mental illness right. because I think for both of us that's such a big uh soapbox we like standing on it's like hey we should talk about it you know I'm not saying everyone has to go out and self-diagnose and you probably shouldn't get a professional but it's good have a conversation but you shouldn't be ashamed of it no you should, it be, should ashamed, be something that you should talk and about and you shouldn't be scared to talk about it yeah and so this definitely brought all of that yeah agreed time's up all right episode 13 14 we did two harders back to back y'all I know you loved it. Jasmine part one and two, and we had Aladdin, and it was made in 1992. Go. I mean, I liked that this one we got to talk about women using their sexuality as their only option. You right. know what I mean? Like, because I, I liked that we got into that discussion. And I, I will say I love I love an episode that gives me the opportunity to um, go into depths of, like, the controversy of the politics of a studio. Yeah. <laughs> So this one allowed me to kind of get deeper into the Disney politics and who was coming and going and why, because, you know, in 92, I was in elementary school. I I wasn't exactly like reading the trades. Right. Um, So it was really fun. This one gave me a lot lot of discovery for that. Well, and the thing that I really enjoyed about this that, uh, again, because it was a two-parter, I did a full psych episode, is really focusing on Jasmine as sort of a trailblazer in that she was the first one, like you talked about using sexuality, but who was flirty and aware of her flirtiness. And that was really, that had not been done before. And it it was new and interesting. And she did it in an empowering way, which I really appreciate. Right. Time's up. Next, we have episode 15. This is also Snow White, but a different Snow White. Happily Ever After from 1993. Go. Oh, this one. I will say I thoroughly enjoyed the excuse of watching that Oscars performance, that like cringeworthy Oscars performance. Um, Like I said, guys, I was in elementary school when these movies were coming out. I did not remember any of them. And I think this one brought, at least for both of us, like a big piece of this like spoiled nature, you know, of like, we're so spoiled by how good everything is. Yeah. That when stuff is like perfectly This, this fine. humbled us a little bit. Yeah, we're like, this is fine. Um, I, I think for me, this movie was not great, but the voice cast was really impressive and yeah. listening to like Tracy Ullman and stuff. So enjoyable. It was very enjoyable. And also, yeah, this was a, this was a strange one. <laughs> it was a strange one. And I also did love getting to do, uh, to share a little bit of history on copyright. Educate me. 
And now I think about it even more. Every time they come out with a live action Disney movie, I'm like, hmm, what are you planning? No, absolutely. Uh, all right, time's up. Episode 16, Yum Yum, The Thief and the Cobbler, or Arabian Nights, or whatever else you want to call it, 1993. Go. This one I loved because yeah. this was the one. Same where I got so obsessed with the drama of the backstory that we ended up trading and I did the history and you did the psych because as I was looking stuff up, I just could not believe what I was reading. And I loved this one because I started out watching the like random sort of cobbled cut and was like, oh God, I'm not gonna be able to pay attention. And then you said, watch the Miramax version and mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. It was just a roller coaster. Yeah, and I I love this one because it was the first time we had an autistic character, mm -hmm. you know, as the autistic community has claimed him and I say good for you, take him. I love it because he's a wonderful character. Absolutely. And so I really enjoyed that and getting to kind of pick my sister's brain about autism and and how that plays out in media. And so I really liked, you know, as Jess said, we we both got so fascinated with the other's normal territory. If you yeah. Well, that we're like, you want to trade these? It was just, a, it was a great episode altogether. Yes. And it was one we walked into going, uh-oh, because we didn't know the movie. Right. And it became one of my favorites. All right, time's up. This next one is probably one of my favorites. Episode 17, Thumbelina from 1994. Go. Oh, I love Thumbelina. You, you know, to be honest, I was surprised how many people really did not like this movie. Aww. Because I loved it so much as a tiny person. And I mean that because I was tiny as I talked about in the episode. But I, I love this movie. And I, I liked the conversations we got to have about... Toads versus frogs, deep stuff. Um, but also, it's a very warm, fuzzy movie for me. So it was nice watching it again as an adult, continuing to have my questions about stuff, but also just, just you know, express my enjoyment for something that I realize has some problems. Well, and I, I enjoyed this one because I knew it was your, like, childhood favorite. Because, yeah. you know, I got to do Ariel, and yeah. that one is such a huge part of, you know, my childhood psyche. and life and psyche that this was yours and mm -hmm. so it was really fun to go into it knowing that this was your baby you yeah. know and there were some great psych things that came out of this movie so it was really fun yeah. to talk about plus it's just so enjoyable yeah like I representation think. and all kinds of great stuff yeah, yeah absolutely all right time's up next we have episode 18 odette the swan princess from 1994 go i mean I still am not sure which of this movie I've seen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no. That is so funny. I, I love fine. this movie. I Let me rephrase. <laughs> I love the first like 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Um, the opening scene is one of my all-time favorites it's ever. Great. It's a great. Very impressive. Very impressive. Good writing, good song, just all, everything. And then it sort of falls apart. But we got some really great analysis and dug mm -hmm. into Swan Lake and dug into the you know, what it means to be truly in love and what far longer than forever implies. And, and I like really that this one, you and I got to take kind of different stances on perception, which I yeah. think is also really fun is to acknowledge like someone may see something differently, even if you saw the same thing. Right. So and like our perceptions of the prince, we both walked away very different feelings, but we watched the same movie. Yeah. And well, I, I it just goes that. to show that the prism through which you watch something mm -hmm. is just as relevant as the thing you're watching itself. Yeah, absolutely. Time's up. All right, this next one might be my second favorite, but this is episode 19 and 20. This was our last two-parter we've done, and it was Anastasia from 1997. Go. Love this movie. I still love it, and I, I was so surprised 
how much of the history I didn't know. Oh man, I knew none of it and it is horrifying. Because the thing is, is I'd researched it before, but obviously since they hadn't found the bodies till 2017, you know, like there was right. so much in the dark and now we know so much more. But I never, I never knew how long they survived in captivity. I didn't know how far apart that ball that's in the opening of the cartoon compared. I mean, you guys, I don't think I researched any of the other ones as much as I did this one because I ended up watching like five different documentaries. documentaries on the Romanovs because it was so fascinating because they're such, they're real people. And I did enjoy getting to hear how Russians felt about it because for me, that felt very relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and this is one that really brought up a lot of issues similar to like Pocahontas where it's like real historical tragedy when we're making an animated cartoon romance musical out of it what that sort of looks like and why and the justifications for it and the you know all of that sort of stuff I liked delving into that plus it's just a fabulous movie all right time's up okay we now have Princess Mononoke episode 21 and it's really Princess San for those of you who listen to the episode and it was made in 1997 as well go this was one that I was nervous about. Yes. Um, because in the first 10 minutes, there is a lot of violence and I'm not good with gore. And I mean, I'm not good with like action in general. That's true. And I knew there was no music going in. And yeah. so, you know, I'm pretty basic that way. I like my standard Disney animated musicals. I ended up loving this movie. It's yeah. so intelligent. And talk about digging into the psychology. It's just, well, there was so much to dig into with this movie. Yeah, I think if I had known this movie growing up, up, I think this would have become a two-parter mm -hmm. because I think that Miyazaki is such an incredible artist. Absolutely. And researching into that. And also this movie in particular is one of the few movies that we've covered where the person writing it did such a delicate job of mimicking cultures and did it in such a respectful, like, homage way I really loved getting to see like oh this is the way you do it right yeah. and still honor these different cultures yeah absolutely that. yeah all right time's up okay now for something entirely different episode 22 Fiona from Shrek 2001 yeah you guys this was like I don't watch The Bachelor I'm not a big reality TV person I will admit but oh my gosh should I have fun reading those court documents between wow. Jeff Katzenberg and Eisner Holy moly, I it made me love Shrek more. I was like, good. You know yeah. what, Katzenberg? Good. You you stick it to him. Well, and that's what's so funny is, I like I said in the episode, I always had sort of a chip on my shoulder about Shrek because I'm such a Disney person that I was like, oh, you're making fun of it. You're just mad, Katzenberg. And then after this, I'm like, well, I'd be mad too. Yeah, I'd and, be pissed. And as an adult, I really appreciate the way they subvert all of the tropes that we have been discussing this whole season. Yeah. And so I have like such a huge appreciation for Shrek now that I didn't have growing up. Yeah, and this this one definitely felt like a little like um, we're watching the movies and now the movie's watching us. Yeah, Because absolutely. it really did like poke at so many of the tropes that we had gone over with our original, you know, founding princesses. So it was really fun to go, oh, I know exactly what all of this is from. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it was so much fun. All right, time's up. Okay, episode 23, Kita, Atlantis, 2001. Go. I, it's funny because in my head, I've definitely seen this movie a couple of times as a kid. And... There were definitely, this was another, this was the second one where Jess and I came away with kind of different feelings about the main character, yeah. um, just from our own perspectives, but not necessarily negatively. No. Like, you know, in that way. So I, I liked it for that. And I liked that this was a um, matriarchal 
society, which I think we don't get to see very often, of the fact that the women are the the power source. Spoiler, in case you haven't seen Atlantis. And I do love a good heist movie. So as long as it was a heist movie, I was happy, and it stopped being a heist movie, and then I was like... Can we like wrap it up? Yeah, this this was one I had a hard time with on on multiple levels. I I had a really hard time focusing. It was very actiony, and I didn't love that Kida and the entire Atlantean community needed Milo. But this was also one where I really wanted to hammer home the I, the difference between messaging and the character as a person because yeah. Milo's not a bad person. No, it's all about the message. Right. This was a good one for that. And the game was fun. And the game was really fun. Oh my yeah. Gosh. <laughs> all right. Okay, episode 24, Daria and Hildegard from The Princess and the Pea 2002. Go. My favorite movie. Yeah, this one was, um, this was interesting. Yeah, this one, um, was not the best, but from a psych perspective, I will say I was really grateful, because sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about going in before yeah. watching the movie, whereas, you know, some of the older ones, it's easy. There's so much psychological discussion. Right. This one, I didn't know where I was going to go until the movie was so blatant about nature versus nurture and right. and how someone ends up being who they are. That was such a through line that it made it easy for me, and it became an interesting discussion, even though the movie itself was kind of meh. Time's up. And our last one for our little mid-season check-in is Princess Selenia from Arthur and the Invisibles that came out in 2006, episode 25. Go. I wish this was not episode 25. I know. I wish we could end this on like a bigger, brighter, Uh, happier. Yeah. Yeah, this was a rough one. Um, But I do appreciate that we still watched it and talked about it and stuck with the fact that we're doing princesses in animated movies and their representation and the messaging and it's just as relevant if not more because it's a very poor representation yes and it is not thought through and does not consider well maybe it does in a really dark gross way go listen to the episode if you don't know what i'm talking about moving on yeah this one was uh hard you know, the first seven minutes went down so easy. Yeah, it was so, I was very hopeful. And the next 83 <laughs> yeah. were just a rough, oh, that was boy. like, it was like drinking soda water with glass in it. It was just like, the bubble, okay, but the, oh God, I, I there's nothing for me to enjoy. Yeah, it was, it was, it was unfortunate <laughs> and uh, not to worry, my friends, because we have some fantastic ones coming up. You've stuck with us for the first 25 We are so proud and happy to have you here. Yes. And we hope you have a wonderful holiday. Celebrate. Uh, The world is starting to open back up, which is amazing. And if you're not an American, just use this as an excuse. Like, America has stole Cinco de Mayo for no reason, and it's not a thing, and we just pretend. You can... I give you permission to do that with our 4th of July. I have friends who I know in Germany throw American parties around July 4th, and they just drink out of red Solo cups and eat barbecue, and they just do all the things they think Americans do. So Which we we do. We do those things. <laughs> I'm fine with it. So you know what, guys? If you needed a sign to go celebrate this weekend, consider this your sign. Yes, July 4th. Whatever it Absolutely. means to you. Just Whatever it means to you. Red Solo, cup it up. Listen to some honky-tonk, which yeah. none of us listen to, but please <laughs> listen to it and pretend that that is what it's like to be in America. And keep watching your princess movies. I know 
Raya just came out. And if you haven't watched that, go watch it. We will be covering it. That is our final episode of the season. And we are more than halfway. So get excited. We've got Moana coming up. We've got Giselle. Giselle. We've frozen, tangled, amazing princesses. The Princess and the Frog. Like so many fun princesses coming your way. So get excited. We're excited. And we're excited you're with us. Happy 4th of July to my Americans. And happy America Gets Drunk and Eats Barbecue Day to everyone else. Well said. Goodbye. It's the Damsel Dialogue.